Hey everyone, this is Dr. Tim Cummings. And this is Dr. Jess Cummings. And this is the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. On this week's episode of the Healthy Kansas City Podcast, we will introduce you to Dr. Teresa Hubkova, who works for Advent Whole Health Institute. She is an integrative medicine physician there, and her background is phenomenal. She has an amazing personal story. She's doing awesome, awesome things with nutrigenomics and a new program they have uh, with a grant they received recently. So this episode is just packed with all sorts of great information on how do we um, tone down or turn off our genes? How do we take um, personal responsibility for our health and kind of the hope behind that, that our genes aren't our destiny? Yeah, this uh, episode is really cool. And we're still kind of processing this <laughs> as we do this <laughs> intro. It's just really cool to get connected with somebody like Dr. Hubkova, who has worked with so many people who are kind of the leading lights in the functional and integrative medicine community. She just has such an impressive background. I mean, it's fairly just impressive, like we were talking about earlier from the standpoint of like you go to medical school in the Czech Republic while you help topple communism. <laughs> and then it's like you do things that are even like cooler than that. And that's pretty cool to start with. So <laughs> yeah, you um, hear all sorts of great things and we are very fortunate to have her here in the Kansas city area. Yeah. So I think the cool thing about this too, is talking about, um, like Jess mentioned, you know, she's working out of Advent health, which is part of a, a big medical system. And if you've listened to our podcast or know us, you know, that like we've operated outside of the scope of the traditional medical and healthcare system for quite some time now, just because of the roadblocks we ran into. To. And I think what's really heartening about this is speaking with somebody like Dr. Hubkova, who has such a diverse and deep background in understanding how the human body works and seeing that now she's getting connected with a huge system that previously wasn't very open to having conversations like this, putting patients into uh, a practice like this. And like we talk about in this episode, um, I think what's really really need to see is that Dr. Hubkova is proactively working to educate doctors to continue to round out her education and study like what are best practices in terms of how we treat people and how do we treat people as whole people like we've talked about before, not just problems to be solved. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy um, listening to this episode. And um, yeah, I would just leave it at that. So, well, I won't leave it at that. <laughs> If you like the episode, you know what to do. Pound that subscribe button, smash that five-star review. And if you leave us a review that's funny, entertaining, different, <laughs> like we may actually read it on an upcoming podcast. So <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy the podcast and we'll catch you on the back end. Welcome back to the Healthy Kansas City Podcast. And today we are so fortunate to introduce you all to Dr. Teresa Hubkova. She is an integrative physician here in the Kansas City Metro with Advent Whole Health Institute, which is newer, right, Dr. Hokova? So we're so excited to have you here and to introduce that new part of town and the, and the new thing you guys are doing with Advent Health. So um, if you could introduce yourself to our audience and we'll let you take it away with just some of your history and what you guys are doing at Advent Whole Health Institute. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, which I, mm -hmm. I love listening to. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so as you can tell from my accent, I come from Czech Republic. I did my medical school in Prague a long time ago. <laughs> in fact, in 1989, that was the first year I started medical school. That was when the Velvet Revolution happened in Czech Republic. Wow. So instead of going to medical school, I was in the streets of Prague um, mm -hmm. trying to help as much as I could to break down communism. Mm -hmm. So that was a that was a great experience. And, uh, you know, I think I always was a little bit of a rebel. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a little bit of revolutionary in me. And I tend to rebel against uh, kind of like the official dogma. Sometimes I want to make sure that what I am hearing uh, is matching my experience. And it definitely has affected how I practice medicine, because I think we can practice it so much safer so much more naturally, a bit more healthy lifestyle and less medications. And that's kind of what my practice is all about. I so, absolutely love it. I can relate completely. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, after I finished my medical school in Prague, uh, now I was kind of 
free to go abroad. And I was really curious how people, how people live in other countries. So I decided that I will go uh, somewhere where they speak English because that was the other language I kind mm -hmm. of little bit knew. <laughs> I looked on the map of United States. I looked where it looked nice because we didn't have computers back then. So it kind of looked nice near the Cape Cod area. So <laughs> I found Framingham <laughs> and I applied for a residency there. You know, and I did a few more interviews, of course, uh, in other places as well, but they took me in Framingham. So uh, I arrived there in 1995 with two pieces of luggage and only $1,000 that I borrowed from somebody. And that was how I arrived to the United States. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. So it, was, um, it was quite adventure for me. Uh, and I had amazing time in my internal medicine residency. I learned a lot, but... Uh, when I went to practice after that, um, and I was a primary care physician, I realized something was really lacking, right? We were seeing 40 patients a day. It was just like a rat on a treadmill race uh, to, to cover the volume of patients. And I just felt like I was applying band-aids uh, with medications and not really getting to the root cause of their illness. So I kind of grew disappointed uh, with medicine over the six years of my practice and as a primary care physician. For a while, I moved uh, to be a hospitalist and that was a little bit satisfactory, more satisfactory because I saw immediate results. You know, it, in acute setting, that's where medicine really works. That's mm -hmm. what you wanna do if you have emergency. That is where kind of modern Western medicine shines. But in the primary care office, I just wasn't quite happy. So I started studying different uh, methods uh, I started studying nutrition, I started studying uh, herbalism, I uh, went to every conference you could find on integrative medicine, holistic medicine, functional medicine, and I kind of over the years learned a lot of uh, different tools uh, that I wanted desperately to offer to my patients. Um, so I was lucky that uh, in about, when was it, maybe around 2000, uh, I found that Canyon Ranch in Massachusetts, in Lenox, which is kind of like a fancy schmancy spa that was <laughs> practicing a lot of lifestyle medicine and functional medicine, um, had an opening. Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, who is kind of famous now, <laughs> used bet, to work yep. there and he left, uh, he left to, do, to open his own practice, Ultra Wellness Center. So Canyon Ranch suddenly had an opening and I applied for the job and they took me. So I was very fortunate that for the past 10 plus years, I was able to work at Canyon Ranch and learned a lot about lifestyle medicine and even more about integrative and functional medicine. Mm -hmm. And we saw people from all over the world over there. Uh, we lectured on different topics. You know, my, my kind of specialty was talking about gut health, brain health. And then of course, now we know that they are so interconnected. So mm -hmm. now I do a lot of talk on gut brain connection. <laughs> um, and um, it was a great experience. Uh, but after 10 years, I was like, you know, I'd like to start something from scratch. Um, I was ready to, to do something on my own. And when I, when I heard that Advent Health was looking for somebody to lead a whole health institute and bring integrative medicine more in that mm, mainstream setting to really build bridges between integrative physicians and mainstream physicians. I was really excited about that opportunity because I think it's important that we don't practice medicine, integrative medicine separately from the rest of doctors. You know, I think we need to come to the same place and, and meet and um, educate each other. And so, I'm very happy to be here. We moved here about a year and a half ago and <laughs> I don't have any regrets. Well, I feel like we're interviewing a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. You have such an amazing background. Wow, we are so fortunate to have you here in Kansas City. Um, and is Advent Health nationwide? Forgive me for my ignorance with that. but No, Advent Health is. Um, okay. I, I may not know exactly how many states have uh, hospitals by Advent Health. I wanna say maybe at least eight states. Okay. So it's so, not every state, but it's quite a, yeah. Yeah. How was Kansas City chosen for kind of the launch of the Whole Health Institute? That fascinates me because we're kind of this, I mean, I love Kansas City, but we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's not the biggest city in the yeah. country. So 
I am not sure exactly why. I think the CEO is uh, very visionary. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's probably a little bit uh, the work of the executives here who really are looking um, in the future and are really trying to integrate integrative medicine with yeah, the rest I of mainstream medicine. Yeah, I love it because up to this point, you know, we know quite a few integrative medicine providers in the Kansas City area, which most of you have probably heard on this podcast. They've been interviewed or they're in the queue, <laughs> um, but nobody with such a, a big hospital system yet, which I love because like you said, I think it's very important that mainstream physicians, integrative physicians, and then everybody else that goes with that, us as PTs and dietitians that we're all talking to each other so that we can best help our patients. You know, our patients do best when they have a team and a community of people helping them. So what you said, I think is um, very inspirational. So. <laughs> so tell us what you are doing at the Whole Health Institute. So um, I am fortunate to have great colleagues. I work with naturopath, Megan Schlick, Dr. Schlick, mm -hmm. and I work with, work with amazing nutritionist and also a chef, Lisa Markley who is just creating the most amazing uh, gourmet and healthy recipes that are also practical for people who have children, who have families. And uh, so the most recent exciting thing that is happening here is that we received a grant to um, teach people about their genes. So we look at their genetics uh, and we specifically look at the genes that can be manipulated by lifestyle, by food components. Uh, by sleep and meditation and stress reduction. And we try to basically, we'll see if this motivates people to change their lifestyle and improve health outcomes. So uh, we are just beginning this program. It's gonna be the whole next year. We'll be running it every month. We'll have either six week program where people come every Tuesday night for 90 minutes and learn about their genes. Um, for six weeks, uh, or we will do it as kind of like a weekend intensive uh, for people who cannot dedicate that much time. Uh, and uh, it will be connected to cooking classes. So uh, when people learn about their genetics in terms of inflammation or how their genes affect their ability to detoxify environmental toxins or deal with oxidative stress, or what's their genetic predisposition to cardiovascular disease or brain health problems we will match the educational components with hands-on cooking classes so that people can bring it right down to practice because it's great if people learn what to do, but it's even better if they actually start doing it right away. Right, learn, <laughs> and, learn how to yeah. do it. Yeah, I love that so because you're talking to parents of three kids <laughs> and it's not easy. Like Tim and Tim and I understand the value of eating clean and what that does for our family. Like mm -hmm. we've, we've done prior genetic testing. So we know our genetics that our kids are gonna get part of that. And so, um, but it isn't easy and it's a whole lifestyle change. It takes time to cook. Everybody in our culture is so busy, which, you know, I get that. And so are we, but um, I think that's so valuable because that's necessary for our long-term health and our quality of life as we age. So, um, and, and hopefully that encourages people and empowers people that they can do something about their health. Their genes aren't their destiny always. Well, and I'm, I'm, go ahead. What that's, was what I, that's what I wanted to ask you about a little bit more, Dr. Hope is that idea and I think a lot of people think about their genes as this fixed thing that mm -hmm. you have at birth. Mm -hmm. And so that idea of like, how would you modify your lifestyle to the degree that it would affect your genes? I think it's still a new concept to a lot of people. A lot of people think that the, the genes are just basically like this fixed like map of your world. Mm -hmm. So could you talk a little bit about that just in yeah. terms of like what what's like the, the newer understanding now of like, what our genes mean to our health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so our health is always kind of like an intersection between the genes and lifestyle and environment. And as you said, so many people felt that if they have something in their genes, let's say that their grandmother had cancer and their mother had cancer, now they are due to have cancer or if they had diabetes in the family they kind of felt like they are just waiting for diabetes to come and there is nothing they can do to change that and nothing can be more far from truth uh, because our genes 
are the, in a in more of the traditional sense the the powerful genes like BRCA breast cancer gene is actually responsible for a very small fraction of breast cancer. Most cancers happen kind of out of the blue, and I'll explain that it's not really out of the blue. Um, it's more about the lifestyle and it's more about our environment. So we now understand that uh, we can really suppress the expression of certain genes uh, if we choose healthy foods, uh, if we um, live active life, when we exercise, we get plenty of sleep, when we learn techniques that help us deal with stress, that even if we have certain undesirable genes, we can basically either completely switch them off, just like if it was a lamp in the ceiling and you went to the switch and switched it off, um, so we call that uh, suppressing the gene expression, uh, or at least you can dial it down. If you cannot mm -hmm. completely switch it off, many genes can be at least dialed down. So now you're stacking the cards more in your favor. Mm -hmm. uh, like and uh, also there are some genes that are beneficial to us. So we wanna upregulate them, we wanna mm -hmm. boost them. We want to kind of strengthen the voice of the good genes. And we can do that uh, by choosing healthy foods as well. So more of the power is really in our hands uh, than we thought, even with conditions that uh, we knew that cardiovascular disease, for instance, can be hugely reduced by healthy lifestyle. 80 to 90% of heart attacks could probably be prevented or at least delayed by decades by healthy lifestyle. But we, we were a little bit more skeptical about that when it comes to cancer or Alzheimer's you know, now we are learning that actually we can do a lot, even with those conditions, uh, uh, preventing them by choosing uh, wisely the lifestyle that we lead. And I'm curious, um, or if maybe if this is even known yet in the research, but is it possible to um, downregulate or shut off all genes? Or do we have certain conditions like Huntington's or other things where if you've got that gene, like you're going to get it <laughs> yeah. or, or is it everything that we can be helpful for? Uh-huh. Yeah. So there are some genes that are kind of more powerful. Mm -hmm. We call them monogenic genes, such as the BRCA breast cancer gene mm -hmm. or uh, genes for, let's say, familiar hypercholesterolemia when people really have high cholesterol. So those are kind of more powerful genes um, and they are more likely to lead to a disease, but it's never hundred percent. It's never hundred percent. In fact, about 70% of people who have these genes still don't have any disease in, in their midlife, you know? So um, how come, right? How is that possible? Right. So it turns out that we then have many more of these less powerful genes that we have ignored uh, for many uh, years because we thought, oh, they are so, so unimportant and significant on their own. So they are these little polygenic genes that each single one of them is not powerful enough to cause a disease. But if you look at a bunch of them that are maybe in the same pathway, let's say that you look at a bunch of them that can affect cancer risk or a bunch of them that affect um, vascular health and cardiovascular health. Now together, they actually become much more powerful and just as important as let's say the BRCA gene or the familial hypercholesterolemia gene. So those are these polygenic, less important genes, but they are really not less important if we look at all of them in their complexity. Does it make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, yep. To me, in my mind, what, what I'm hearing you say is, is very much like we were talking about in terms of an approach to health. Like there is no just one thing. Like you can't, we talk about to a lot of our clients, you can't out exercise a bad diet or bad <laughs> yeah. sleep or things like that. And the same thing with like genetics as well. It's like, we can't just focus necessarily on one gene to the exclusion of all these other ones that have a role to play in genetic expression. So exactly. that's, exactly. that's super interesting. It's so encouraging. I mean, I love to hear this. Tim and I have been studying this for years for lots of reasons for our own per personal health and, you know, things that we have in our, our family history that are terrifying to be quite honest. So it, it's so exciting to see like this, I guess the dawn of a new age in medicine where yeah. we're looking yeah. at more of these lifestyle factors and understanding how we can empower ourselves and our kids and our clients 
And I think um, something that I have a huge passion for is teaching our young kiddos how to live a healthy lifestyle. Because when I think about the things that I've changed with my food, I wish I would have known this decades ago, <laughs> you know, and I'm healthy now, but I, I could have avoided some of the health issues that I had, had I known the information I know now then. So how cool, you know, if we can empower our kiddos to get on this younger and teach them from the ground up, you know, how to be healthy yeah. as well. I think that's really important. And honestly, it starts with parents too, right? Because <laughs> our kids are with us for 18 ish years. And, um, you know, I, I take a lot of responsibility for, you know, in our home, like Tim and I teaching our kids what's best for them and how to live a healthy lifestyle and whether it kind of terrifies me when they leave, you know, whether they take that with them or not, but hopefully we're ingraining enough that even if they get away yeah. from it, when they leave for a while, they'll come back to it because they have that, that root, you know, like they'll remember the things they heard from us. So and what's what's yeah. great that these changes, uh, this epigenetic changes of lifestyle on our genes happen really quickly, you know. Mm. So like, for instance, what you had for breakfast this morning is already talking to your genes. It's already wow. upregulating something. Or if you had the donut, you know, then it's upregulating the bad stuff. And you may have more tendency to inflammation because of that. But if you chose something healthy, you are already uh, in a small to small degree contributing to improvements. Uh, so if you do that every day, it builds up. And uh, at Canyon Ranch, uh, where again, I said I worked over 10 years, it was amazing to see how much better people can feel in just long weekend. You know, we had a lot of people come from New York for a long weekend and they would have intense, intense, healthy lifestyle. They would be eating super healthy food. They would be exercising. They would be yoga class and there would be walk in nature and um, meditation class. And they, in just four days, they felt so much better. And sometimes even their blood pressure already in four days was uh, lower. And we sometimes had to start adjusting their blood pressure medications in that, wow. that quickly. So I like to say that because sometimes people think that, oh, it's going to take forever to see some results if I change. So I'm not going to change. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna, mm -hmm. It's not worth it. We but, live in a very, uh, a culture that's very, you know, we expect things quickly. Uh -huh. So that's really yeah. tough, but I love to hear that because, you know, Tim and I talked to a lot of our clients about this. Um, when they come in, you know, we're doing a pretty thorough history and screen. And, um, I mentioned this off air, we do a lot of case management. I mean, people are seeing us either for an acute injury, um, chronic injury, chronic pain, acute pain, you know, so it's our job to kind of figure out like, yeah, you probably need PT, but do you need an integrative physician? Do you need a dietitian? Do you need a psychologist on board? You know, who else do we feel like they need to help them? Um, because pain is not just like, we can be the best PTs in the world, but if they're super inflamed, like you said, through diet or, you know, their lifestyle, they're not sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's going to take them a while to heal. And I want my clients to get better as fast as possible. They want that. So, you know, I really take a lot of personal responsibility. If they don't know those things, it's my job to help educate them on some of those other factors that I can maybe coach on a little bit, but then to get them to other providers that can help assist in the process. Like I was mentioning earlier, the team approach to patient care, but a lot of clients, if they have a general sense of stiffness or just everything, you know, it's not just one body part that kind of clues me in, okay, we probably have some systemic inflammation going on. And I'll start asking more questions about, you know, well, how are you sleeping? What are you eating? And we do ask our clients to give a three-day food log when they come see us. So we kind of have a little bit of that history of their general, what they're generally eating when they come see us. But I mean, it makes a huge difference if I ask my clients like, hey, just try to cut down your sugar maybe over the next couple of days. And I've had a number of people be like, you know what? I feel, I feel better. <laughs> I'm like, well, shocking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it it's, it's fun to hear yeah. that it's, yeah. it's a quick thing. Like I'll make sure to mention that to my clients now going forward more having those conversations that, Hey, this is legit. You know, Dr. Hubkova yeah. says it's quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think this so. is a good point too. Uh, maybe you could shed a little light Dr. Hubkova on how or what the experience is like for somebody who's coming into Advent's Whole Health Institute yeah. now. Like you talked about the education piece, but let's say somebody wants to get connected with you. Like they've made that decision. All right, I want to get healthier. I don't know where to start. What does that intake process look look like for somebody like that? Yeah. And by the way, you can call me Teresa. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's good. You know, I think I still have that medical school training. It's like we went through like, you know, a doctoral level PT program and I still get kind of like 
just weird when people are like, well, it's Dr. Tim. I'm like, you can just call me Tim. So that's good to know. <laughs> so um, the process really starts with people filling a pretty detailed intake questionnaire. Mm. You know, and I, I understand that people always fill in questionnaires whenever they go to the doctor, but we really do read it and we go through it with a very, very fine comb. Mm -hmm. So I do want to know uh, what people are eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I want to know how many hours are sleep they are sleeping. If they are not sleeping, why why not? I want to know what's their source of stress, uh, what's their current exercise regimen, and of course, you know their medical history, whatever medications they are on, supplements, what worked, what didn't work. So we look at things in a pretty big detail. And uh, oftentimes I go back as far as to their childhood because many diseases really are kind of jump-started in our childhood. And sometimes even when we are in the womb of our mother. Mm -hmm. um, so the epigenetic influences of lifestyle and environmental pollution or stress, if children or the mother during pregnancy has a lot of stress, that can already be changing the genetics of the baby in the womb. Uh, and during childhood, when children are exposed to stressful events, the adverse childhood events, that can unfortunately already set them up for uh, major future health issues uh, that could manifest in their 40s or 50s. So I often go back to people's childhood, ask them about how uh, do they know if they were colicky as babies, how many antibiotics they were on. And we try to uh, go through basically chronologically through their health and try to figure out when their current health issues started, what could have been the trigger? What could have kind of set that in motion? What was the first domino that fell and uh, created future problems? So it often takes me more than an hour <laughs> to talk to people to kind of collect the history and get to know them. Uh, so if I have more complicated patients, I often spend 90 minutes with them the first time I meet with them. Mm. And then usually that's just the beginning of the journey. So if, uh, if they have complicated health issues, we may need to do some testing uh, to get to the root cause of it. And I always prefer to use more natural approach to healing rather than putting band-aids on, mm -hmm. which means uh, really see where are the opportunities um, to improve their lifestyle. And it's usually the diet that is really the biggest leverage that people have. And um, it's absolutely, it continues to be so shocking to me how quickly people change when let's say we take gluten out of their diet, you know? And sometimes I have to laugh because like, did I really have to go to medical school for six years in Czech Republic and all this training to then just tell people to be gluten-free, you know? Yeah. And then a, a month later, they'll come and they'll tell you, wow, my headaches are gone. And my bloating is completely gone. And I think my skin looks better and I feel so much better. And all these things that you did not even know would improve, improved. Their chronic cough went away. And it, it's just so amazing to see that. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe if I didn't have all that training behind me, they wouldn't <laughs> believe me so much. So yeah, it could be, it could be. Well, well and I, I've heard this before. It's tough because that training is so important for diagnosing serious things or, you know, right? Like, you, you gotta have that. Like, that's really, really important. But then, like you said, how much of that do you use? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, Tim and I kind of feel that way as well. I'm like, man, do I use anything that I learned in PT school? Not really, but some of those really important things I learned, I'm like, yeah, I kind of had to have that training. <laughs> right. You want to catch the red flag. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that is important. Um, what sorts of conditions would you say you all specialize in? You know, I see a little bit of everything, really. Um, I've always had inclination towards uh, seeing patients with, with digestive issues, gut health. Mm -hmm. I always had a huge interest in microbiome. I was lecturing on probiotics 20 years ago and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really that much on the radar of many people. We actually were learning about probiotics in our medical school back in Prague, mm -hmm. um, back in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always was fascinated that the bacteria in our intestines have such profound effect on our health that the different um, metabolites that they produce, you know, so many chemicals that you can measure in your blood actually come from the bacteria in your gut, right? Wow. So they have profound effect on our health. Um, even the amount of genes in our own genome is like dwarfed by the amount of genes that the bacteria in our gut uh, have. And so they affect everything else, your brain, 
your skin, your cardiac health, uh, your tendency to inflammation, your, you know, your joint health, um, your kidney health, everything. So I have been always fascinated by that. And uh, over the years have looked into um, people's, um, well, by stool tests, really looked into their microbiome and try to see if we can manipulate it again, usually through diet uh, and improve their health that way. Um, I already forgot what you asked me about. I start ranting. <laughs> oh, just the people that you like to I was going to say, help. I forgot too. And you're uh, talking about amazing yeah. things. So keep yeah. going. <laughs> so, so gut health. Uh, I, I really am fascinated by uh, the connection of gut health to brain health. So I like to see people who maybe have anxiety or depression or they have difficulty focusing. And uh, sometimes we find that it's not really a deficiency of serotonin, mm -hmm. but maybe it's um, that their gut health needs to be fixed, mm -hmm. that they have increased intestinal permeability, maybe they have yeast overgrowth, maybe they just have inflammation, low-grade inflammation, which is changing the production of neurotransmitter in the brain. Uh, and sometimes it turns out that they have sleep disorder. And, and again, you know, we don't look just on one thing, we look at the whole person, the whole health. Um, so uh, we can often help them get healthier and sometimes even start taking them off medications or lowering the dosages of their medications. Which that is, is so ultimately cool. what I'm most passionate about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I tell people all the time when they come in, they ask us you know, a lot of times about, you know, should I go get an injection for this condition or should I take this like over-the-counter pain medication? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I, I stop and I just ask them like, all right, can I ask you a, a question? And, you know, they say, yes. I'm like, do you think that your body is suffering from a deficiency of cortisone or mm -hmm. a deficiency of ibuprofen? Like, are those things treating the root cause of your problem? And obviously the answer to that is no. And then, but that opens the door for us to have that conversation about like, all right, maybe we need to kind of pull back a little bit and look at some of those other factors in terms of how are you living your life from day to day? How are you managing your stress? What are your movement practices? What are your relationships look like? Like all of those things, like we've been talking about that factor in definitely make a difference. And like you said, I think there is great utility or use in Western medicine in an acute situation where you have a traumatic injury or you need mm -hmm. that immediate medical attention. But we, I think probably by virtue of the fact that we don't see people in the emergency room as physical therapists, we see people well downstream of the problem when it developed. And we find that a lot of times that's where the mismanagement occurs. It's not so much in the acute case, it's what do we do to restore you to your baseline? And I think a lot of that just comes from the fact that like, we talked about earlier with your experience and our experience as well. It's like so many medical providers don't have the time to sit and talk to you and actually listen to where you're at and ask the questions about what's actually going on in your life. Because if you're taking somebody in and treating them at that top level of the symptom, there's so much underneath that that can be missed. So, so true. So true. You know, and stress is probably responsible for 70% of doctor's visits. Mm, yeah. And, you know, what are we really doing? What are we doing to address that? So what I think is um, so fascinating. Every single provider on this podcast who we've discussed, you know, so we know all these things, stress management, diet, sleep, movement, like we know those are kind of the big pillars of health relationships, you know, all of that. But like, what is there one thing that matters more than the others? And everybody has said stress, like stress is such a leading cause of, you know, driving so many problems. And so you're just the, <laughs> get in line, right? You're the 10th or 15th provider that we, we've talked to that has said that. But I think that's important for people to hear, because I think that is one of the things like most people have a, a general idea that I know I have to move more. Like, I know that's important. Mm -hmm. They generally know that sleep is important. They generally know that, you know, eating better would be good for them. Yeah. But they don't realize how stress is impacting yeah. them. And that was a huge thing. So yeah, we have so many epidemics, right? We have epidemic of obesity, yeah. diabetes, mm -hmm. autoimmune diseases, Crohn's disease, and other kind of inflammatory bowel diseases, um, allergies, mental health disorders. I mean, we have epidemics of everything. And when you look at what, what's, what's been happening is that we all sleep an hour and a half less than we slept in last century. And, in, and instead we work more. So we mm -hmm. sacrifice the sleep to work more. We actually work now an entire month more per year than we wow. used to. Uh, 
let's say, you know, in the beginning of last century. So uh, the, the stress is, is just a huge component to that. And I think the other major problem is environmental pollution. Mm. I think we'll be hearing more and more about that uh, in the next few decades because it's really rising in the consciousness even of mainstream physicians to be, you know, maybe responsible for 20% of strokes or 30% of heart attacks. So I think we will, as society, have to start actually come to some some grip on what we are doing to the environment the pesticides that we apply on our on our food and then uh, absolutely devastate our microbiomes mm. so there is no really wonder why we have such growing epidemics of inflammatory bowel disease when we have completely changed our microbiome with pesticides and antibiotics that are getting into our food uh, so um I think I'm hopeful that in the next few decades, uh, this knowledge will become really mainstream and that mm -hmm. then as a society will start actually doing something about it and, and cleaning up our food, cleaning up our environment, mm. sleeping yeah. more and stressing less, well, <laughs> having seems, more vacations. <laughs> it seems like it's coming around. More and more people we meet are aware of those things, which is good. I wanna talk a little bit with you, Teresa, about um, your experience in the last year and a half being at Advent, which I think a lot of people in the Kansas City area recognize the hospital, but you're a very unconventional doctor. Like, and I think it's easy for us to forget because you run in like circles of very exceptional people who have looked at this integrative approach and are, are getting, you know, great outcomes. But, you know, Jess and I noticed this in physical therapy as well. Like the way we practice is markedly different than how the, the majority of the market in terms of physical therapy is administered. And so there's definitely a, a real difference in terms of interventions for somebody who practices holistically like you versus somebody who, like you talked about, sees 40 patients in a day. Mm -hmm. And okay. so could you maybe speak to, because I think this is something that, that we should be doing as providers. And this is one of the reasons we wanted to start this podcast is we wanted to kind of connect the dots in terms of all the people we know who are trying to do a better job of serving their patients. But this also comes down to being able to have a conversation with your provider as well and asking for the things that you know are important. So what, what's been your experience as far as getting into a system like Advent and then how, how have you been received with some of the things that you're doing that maybe aren't taught in medical school? Mm -hmm. Well, I am very careful that everything I say is backed up by evidence. Mm -hmm. I read a lot. I, I spend <laughs> a lot of time daily reading research studies. So um, when I was hired here and started meeting physicians, I would always come to a meeting, you know, equipped with, with information. This mm -hmm. is the study that shows that gluten may contribute to Hashimoto thyroiditis, right, and hypothyroidism. Mm -hmm. Or these are the studies that show that if you have Helicobacter pylori, bacteria in the stomach, you that may actually sometimes be connected to autoimmune diseases, including Graves' disease or uh, low platelet counts, etc. So I try to always have the evidence near me. Uh, so uh, I think that um, the physicians have developed trust in me, um, and uh, I am very careful that I maintain the trust or even build on it. I am um, doing some continuous medical education programs for physicians. We will have one specifically on the genetic program and uh, breast cancer. So they will learn themselves more about how we can manipulate our genes with lifestyle and, and how can then lower risk of breast cancer. So um, I participate weekly in kind of like an educational group that, where physicians go and uh, learn for uh, learn updated material to prepare for their board, board exams that we have to do every 10 years. Mm. Uh, so uh, sometimes when they talk about, you know, do you choose medication A, B, C, or D? I raise my hand <laughs> and I say, sorry, <laughs> we have forgotten that maybe changing the diet would be even better. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of gradually uh, have been able to, I think, convert some people into believers mm -hmm. and hopefully that will continue. Mm, that's good. I think that's so important to 
just provide information and education. That's such a big part of Mm -hmm. increasing people's awareness and understanding of of what you're trying to do or what we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you had mentioned, you know, the grant that you guys received before was just so exciting. If somebody wanted to sign up to be a part of that, does it cost for them? How do they do that? Mm-hmm. Can you share that information with everybody? Yeah, yeah. We have a Facebook page, Advent Health, uh, Whole Health Institute. Uh, and you can also find our website if you look at South Overland Park Advent Health webpage. And there is information about all the programs that we have. Uh, but I'm very excited because, because of the grant that we have received, we were able to make the price of this program absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the program includes not just the six sessions that I mentioned before or the weekend intensive, but I also meet with people for an hour before and an hour at the end of the program. So I get to know them in the beginning and then make sure that all their questions were answered at the end and potentially um, in addition to lifestyle recommendations and, and dietary changes and cooking classes, um, we may recommend some supplements based on the uh, results in the context of their health issues. Um, uh, so that's already a pretty good value. They will also see nutritionist one-on-one in addition to the, all the cooking classes, and they will have the opportunity to work with a coach, health coach. Wow. So uh, that it's a, it's a very robust uh, package. And before we received the grant, it would be almost $2,000 per person. Mm. And with the grant money, we were able to cut it down to eight fifty. That's so, awesome. Wow. That and is I'm really hoping value that, for all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping that this is basically opportunity for people to get excited again about their own health with the genetic test it helps them understand sometimes little quirks about their health you know maybe somebody tends to be very easily stressed and now they see explanation in their genes for that and they will learn oh if i do this if i take magnesium or uh, or do a little bit of this uh, i may not have to be so stressed in the future um, so i really hope that this will be an opportunity for people to get excited about uh, taking ownership of their health mm-hmm. uh, and 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 change it. And hopefully that will trickle to their spouses and children and friends and families. Uh, so I hope that this will be kind of like a ripple effect on our community. I love it. And you're still taking participants for that? Absolutely. Do you have a cap on yeah. how many people can join or is it whoever signs up by a certain date, they can come? This program will be going on for entire year, and Wonderful. we are just we have just the first cohort will be at the end of July, weekend intensive, and then the first six week program starts uh, in August, and people awesome. can join uh, anytime, um, and uh, we hope to continue with this even after this year. So we may not have a grant in the future, <laughs> but if we show, I am hoping that if we collect enough data. Uh, and can show to maybe payers, you know, that Mm -hmm. this really has changed people's habits, improved cholesterol, improved blood pressure that they lost weight, et cetera, et cetera, that maybe some payers will uh, reimburse it. So maybe it would cover something like that in the future. That's a novel idea, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious because there are many companies that do genetic testing. I think most of us listening have probably heard of 23andMe. There's a, what is the other one? Ancestry. Ancestry.com. Um, what are you all yeah. using for the genetic testing? Mm-hmm. So I use a company called 3X4. Uh, mm-hmm. They are from South Africa mm-hmm. and they really only moved to the US market about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm using them is that they have, um, I mean, number one, very trustworthy um, scientific board. Uh, the mm-hmm. founder is, uh, is somebody I knew from lectures who is absolutely dedicated scientist. Uh, and uh, they have also excellent customer service. So they provide fantastic education to the providers who offer the test uh, and Facebook group and weekly uh, you know, power hours where I can learn more about genes. So, um, and they... Uh, specifically test only for the genes that can be changed by lifestyle and uh, foods mostly. So um, that is kind of like their niche. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so the results are always, there is always something that you can do about it. They Mm -hmm. provide you actionable information. Um, mm -hmm. I love it. 
Well, thanks for that info. And, and I encourage everyone affordable. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone listening, find out. Um, check out the Facebook page for Advent Holistic Health. And then um, yeah, head over to the website, check this out. This will be like what an amazing opportunity. Like you said, I like the health coaching thing. Tim and I talk about this a lot. It's like everybody needs a coach. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times it's, you know, we we talk about this a lot and we know several health coaches. You know, we can give all the tools to our client. And we do spend a lot of time with our clients, but we're doing hands-on work and we're educating on the therapeutic exercises they need to do or the lifestyle changes they need to make. But I can't go home with my client and then coach them every day or every week. You know, the health coach is important to keep people accountable or help them figure out how to arrange things into their day. And we can do some of that here, but we really don't have the time for that. So I love that you guys have a health coach on board because I think a lot of people need some of that extra push, not so much the knowledge that you have or that Tim and I have, but just someone to keep them accountable and to kind of push them and check in on them. Um, that's so valuable and really important. Yeah. Another, uh, another kind of unique thing I think about uh, Advent Health is that they also are big on providing spiritual support. Mm. you know and that is our spirit is like another organ in our body right mm -hmm. if, if that's not healthy then you cannot be healthy so Absolutely. advent health provides a lot of spiritual counseling to anybody it doesn't have to be religious it mm -hmm. it can be not about that not in a uh, in any particular religious uh, sense um but uh, we make sure that we ask every single patient about their you know uh, source of joy and uh, mm. whether they have peace uh that day and if, if not we try to figure out why and offer help and um i didn't tell you in the introduction one of the things that also affected my practice is i volunteered a couple times uh, as a physician to a group called 13 indigenous grandmothers mm. and they uh some of them already passed away uh, because they were already back in their 70s and some in their 80s when i uh, volunteered for them and that was already 12 years ago, maybe, but it was an amazing group of healers from different, um, different cultures, you know, Amazon, Nepal, Native American Indians, and um, they were meeting twice a year, usually once somewhere in the US and once internationally, and they were teaching people about connection to earth and uh, prayers. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the prayer part was absolutely fantastic to me because I, when I was with them in India, we were in Dharamsala in India, and I brought with me as a physician all you know bags of uh, antibiotics and <laughs> bags of medications if people got sick on that trip, and I ran out of that very quickly because everybody got diarrhea, <laughs> even <laughs> though I was telling them to take probiotics before they even came. You know, not not everybody took that advice, so. I ran out of all my medications very quickly and I, I, I felt completely empty-handed. And uh, people continued to have health issues and these, these uh, indigenous grandmothers, um, they would come. And when I had nothing else and we were up in the Himalayan mountains, I had no access to any anything. Uh, they would pray, they would pray with the person who had maybe sometimes even things like chest pain. Mm -hmm. And um, it was amazing to see how that actually worked like people calm down and uh and uh, i i realized that this is absolutely crucial part of healing is to have faith to have sense of belonging to mm -hmm. uh, a community mm -hmm. and uh, so i love that about advent health that they uh, try to connect every single person who doesn't have that in their life to kind of help them find that I yeah, love it. That's, that's such a powerful story. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Yeah, that, that is. That's so great. And that's, uh, man, that really hits me in the heart because I feel like that that's what's really motivated us to to run our our practice the, the way we do, where we're very small, we're very slow. It's that idea of creating connection with each person that we work with. Like the goal is not to necessarily pack our schedule as full as we can each day, you know, but to truly do, you know, a good job and do right by each person. And I think that only comes when you create that connection and you connect at that, that deeper level. That's really, really neat to hear. Well, and like you said, connect all the dots. That's yeah. really, really important. All those pieces, including spiritual is vital to mm -hmm. our health. So I absolutely love it. Hmm. 
Well, Good. Teresa, thank you so much for your time. We will have to have you on again because we could probably talk for two more hours. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I have more, more questions the, for you. The, um, the uh, gut and brain health discussion. Yes. Could we have you on again and have a whole hour podcast on just the gut brain connection and some I would research love it. behind that? I that would love be great. it anytime. We will schedule yeah. it. Thank for, you so much. Yeah, thank you. And for those listening, we will have Lisa Markley on next week. We're interviewing her next week. So um, pay attention to our podcast because we'll have that episode released probably sometime in the next month. Um, mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we'll talk more about the food piece of things. And for parents listening, uh, we will, uh, selfishly, I will be asking her questions on how to make things easier mm -hmm. <laughs> and cook for my own family. So um, be on the lookout for that. And is there any other place people can connect with you? Do you have any other contact information that you want to yes, give them? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, certainly they can just look me by my name or by Whole Health Institute. So mm -hmm. either Dr. Teresa Hupkova or mm -hmm. Whole Health Institute. Institute uh, slash Advent Health uh, and our phone number, they can always call 913-632-3550. So 913-632-3550. They can always call, make an appointment. We do a lot of lunch and learn uh, educational classes every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I had some patients who told me that they have just learned so much from just listening to that. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm always happy when people tell me that they benefited and uh, give me ideas what else to speak about next time. So that's, excellent. That's so great. Well, thank you so much again for your time and we'll have you on again soon. It was lovely to be with you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Kansas City podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all of our episodes here or at RestoreThrive.com. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show. Restore Thrive is the home to Kansas City's top physical therapy and performance training practice. We're all about helping active individuals and athletes get back to the activities and sports they love without pills, injections, or surgeries. At our core, we believe that you should be able to grow strong and age gracefully. So whether you're trying to get ready for your next race, ready for your next workout, ready to keep up with your kids, pretty much ready to win at the game of life. Check us out and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Restore Thrive. Until next time, be well, everyone.